Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 73. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by Emma, as usual. It's anime time! It's anime time! Uh, welcome. Yeah, I wasn't at this last one. You did one without me. Yeah, I snuck in a secret one without you. Uh, That's not true. You you, you were like, I did this, and I was like, well, find someone else to podcast about with it, because I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, that's true. I did tell you before. Well, I... To be fair, I came to you already having that plan in mind, and then you told yes, me no, to I do know. it. Yes, I know. And I was like, well, you were like, I'm oh, glad. you could you could you could do this if you want. Would you like to do this? And I was like, absolutely not. I would not like to do this. Yeah. I was like, I plan not to right do now. this. Like someday, but not right now. I would just feel bad if I didn't run it past you, even though I you yeah. know, I knew where your heart was at <laughs> when it came to watching Crossand and 25 episodes of Feral in- Dogs could not get me to watch another Fakuda show in the middle of Sea Destiny. As opposed to me, who's watched two. Yeah. You should just finish it up. You should watch Dendo. Is that the last no, one? No, 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 no. He's already got two out of me. He's not, he's not taking, <laughs> he's not taking the last drop. Okay. Fair enough. Something to, something to wait on. No, never. I'm never watching Dendo. <laughs> <laughs> what if I only watch Dendo and come and be like, Dendo's actually really good. Then I'll be really mad like, at no, you. No, it's not. Don't. I don't believe you. Uh, yeah, I just won't believe you. I don't believe. Okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, man, that'd solve a lot of problems if he had said that instead of the other thing. <laughs> True. So yes, no, we did a well. I did a cross on episodes last time. If you've not listened to that, uh, that is episode seventy two in the feed. Um, or if it's in the GGP feed, it's a secret GGP episode. Yeah, uh, I might go back and edit that now. That everyone. Yeah, you should change it. To had a time to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was on purpose. Because I was fucking with people. Um, yeah. But this is just the regular beach house that we promised, as advertised. Ah, oh my goddess. Yeah. We watched the first five episodes of uh, the original OVA of Ah, oh my goddess, uh, which is uh, directed by AIC, came out. Uh, director is Hiroaki Goda, um, who you might know as the guy what made uh, Bubblegum Crisis, which we didn't we didn't like. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot about this show. He does. He does all of All oh My Goddess. Um, this is better than like his, his only director credits are Bubblegum Crisis and All oh My Goddess. That's it. Uh, this this is this is better than Bubblegum Crisis. So I'll give him that. Um, and uh, this aired uh, in '93 through '94. Uh, it's five episodes, roughly thirty minutes each. The last one inexplicably is thirty-eight episodes. Uh, this is an adaptation of the uh, manga 
from Kosuke Fujishima, which began running in 1988, did not finish until 2014. It's 48 goddamn volumes. Uh, yes, this is one of the longest running manga for no apparent reason. They just sometimes you find the thing you do, I guess. Um, worth uh, so this gets adapted later. Just to get this out of the way. This gets adapted later into a uh, full on 24 episode television show um, called Oh My Goddess that aired in 2005. And the first three episodes of this OVA are lifted from the manga and are readapted in that show. And the last two episodes of this manga, or this OVA, as you might expect by watching them, are just wholly invented for the OVA to finish it. This is, it, I mean, this, this OVA has the most, like, you just feel the gear shifting and it's anime original ending time. Let's yes. fucking go. <laughs> you don't need to know anything about the source material to know exactly yeah. how that happens. Yeah. It just has a, it has a vibe to it instantly. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, oh my goddess is about uh Keiichi Morisata, who's just a normal guy. He kind of he's he's well-meaning, he's real dumb. Uh, he's hanging out. He accidentally calls the goddess helpline um and summons a goddess, uh, Bell Dandy, and she's like, uh, you get one wish. I'm gonna grant you a single wish. And he's like, Oh, the guys at the dorm are just fucking with me. They sent me this girl saying I could have anything I wanted. So I'm gonna fuck with them back and be like, I just wish you'd stay with me forever. And turns out she's a real goddess, and that's the wish. And so now she's stuck, he's stuck with her. Um, and she's seemingly totally fine with that. Um, but it means they gotta move out because he lives in like a boy's dorm, and they take up residence in this old rundown Buddhist temple. And as they do, Bell Dandy's two sisters show up and uh, Keiichi's sister shows up and everyone kind of moves into this place as the world's most already settled couple uh, has foibles with being young and in love. Yes, that's, it. that's the plot. That's the plot of the show. <laughs> it is not it is not it is not really a harem comedy. Um, ASC is like coming off of Tenshi Muyo. This doesn't have the six girls are competing for Keiichi's attention. Literally. Bell, Danny, and Keiichi are a couple, and people have opinions and attitudes about that, and that's mostly the opinion. There's, like, an evil guy who tries to get Bell, Danny to be his girlfriend, because he thinks she's beautiful and perfect, because she's extremely beautiful and perfect. This is the, the classic Sora Online Harem variant. Of, yes, of, yes. There is, there is a, a married couple and people in the orbit of the married couple. Yes. Uh, and that's that's just that's just the situation. There's no tension yeah. around that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he does just, like pick up new women to be in the comic <laughs> yes uh i wonder how many there are uh because it's, it's 48 volumes how many fucking waifus does he invent over the course of well 30 so, years? so i watched the op of the the 2005 show and it's like all your faves it seems like there's way more motorcycle club stuff which makes sense um but also there seems like there's like evil angels which is absolutely okay. the thing you introduced that's not in this ova right yeah, okay um I, read like I guess they're probably like demon characters i know that um, Erd is supposed to be like half demon, half angel. Like there's stuff with that. She's like only a half sister of the other two. Mm -hmm. um, Doesn't I read come like, up in this OVA really. I read like six volumes of this manga. I didn't like do. I, I don't know. Oh, I didn't read any it. of this manga. I'm specifically, we were not, you were not supposed to read any of this manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were specifically like that, but I, I just I peeked in. Um, but it is it is fairly different in, in there. So okay. Uh, but I did. I didn't do like the 15 volumes it would have been. I didn't do the thing you were like, don't do that. So I, so I didn't. I just watched the OVA and then I peeked at the manga. Okay. Is it good? It's, it's better than the OVA. I like the OVA quite a bit. Uh, I don't like the OVA very much at all. I think it's kind of extremely boring. I think it's very cute and chill, and I liked it a lot. Uh, this okay. is exactly the kind of anime speed I enjoy. Sell me on why this OVA isn't mid as fuck. 
I can't do that because you don't value the same things I do. Um, okay, I guess that's true. I mean, like, I, I just thought I thought the like hyper focus on the relationship um, was so strange because the second episode begins with a joke of uh, Katie has a dream. And in his dream, they're going on a date and all they do is say each other's names back and forth with each other because uh, yeah. they're both kind of idiots. Um, yes. But then that proceeds to be the rest of the show, f- for real. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> I love it a lot. Uh, so we can do um, anything? No! I felt we're going to have a really stupid reveal for no reason that we made up that clearly isn't in any other version of the story. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the the reveal in episode five is like so eye rollingly stupid, and like <laughs> the thing every one of these does that I I just burst out laughing when I hit. It. I was like, I can't believe you're doing this plot. Okay, if you roll the back one around. show that didn't need it, you're doing this plot. <laughs> yes, it's very funny. Um, you could have just had them be in love. Um, I just as someone who constantly daydreams about uh stopping having to do all the work and responsibilities i have to go be a wife somewhere i love this this is this is wish fulfillment for me i wish i was summoned from my job to be the the wife of a nice boy and just do all the housework and that's my life now and everyone loves me for it yes that's it that's that's the simplest that i think the domestic life depicted in this anime is like so low stakes and so like nothing it's just healing to me this is makakozake for like living in a house okay i i guess i can see i i think this is crazy because like when i watch it i'm like love is apparently according to this anime having the hottest woman on earth to do all your chores but like you know like when like i understand that like and this is like a regular, this is like a regular criticism of all my goddess, like looking it up. It's like, it's like, this is just about how nice it is to have a perfect wife. And I was like, yeah, if you assume the point of view is being cagey, but I, I look at Bell Dandy and I go, that's how I feel most of the time is like Bell Dandy. Uh, I mean, Bell I Dandy- wish I could find someone to get me out of my job so I could just like make lunches the rest of my life. It sounds pretty fucking good to me. If I could chill and all people did was, wow, you're cooking so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking care of the house for me, man. Oh, I'd be so happy. Uh, <laughs> that's I just- all I want in life. <laughs> I guess from this perspective, it's valid. I absolutely went the other way and was like, because because this does the other thing that I find really frustrating in anime um, of so you have the relationship sorted, everyone is locked in, uh, there is no tension in the relationship. However, we're still going to do the routines of watching a actually married couple be like, oh, I haven't kissed him yet. And I'm like, you're fucking married. Yes, <laughs> yes I think that's very charming. Also. Uh, i just like these uh these very ridiculous romance plots i think they're good like are they empty calories yeah a little bit but that's fine like i Uh, I love that i love that her sisters show up and one of them is like i need them to get together and she's the flirty one and one of them is like i actually don't need them to get together this boy annoys me and she's like the the nerdy like hyperactive overachiever one and the way they bounce off each other and end up supporting bell dandy i think is just really good um i'm an erd fan through and through everyone might presume that's the case erd's great everyone loves erd uh just very transparently the breakout character (laughs) in the show yes um yeah, I, I don't think there's anything like still like exceptionally good about this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found it so pleasant. Uh, I was thinking a lot watching it of like these sorts of like this is not quite a harem anime, but it has like the bones of a harem, harem anime. If they weren't her sisters and there was a little more like competition, this would just be Tenchi Muyo, right? Yeah, uh, you see, like I mean, AOC is making Tenchi Muyo, right? Like you see the like what was in the air with this kind of anime happening, mm-hmm. and I watch this and I go, this. This sort of anime just becomes like the Moe Slice of Life show so easily when you like the the tastes of the people change. Um, all the girls become a little less like 
like Erd shows up and she's like a big titty bombshell who's like flirty and ridiculous, right? Everyone likes her for that. But like that kind of character archetype kind of drifts away from this type of anime. Everyone becomes like a little more like depression and anxiety ridden uh, and they all become 14 and you just invent K-On when you take the boys out and you make the same show. Yeah. What if there was no, there was no boy to like center the uh, drama yes. around, but instead they still went through and like did activities and bounced off each other. And then you're inventing yeah. cute girls doing cute things. Like, I really think that like the invention of Moe as in like the mainstream consumptive sense just transmutes this show into one of those kind of like Moe, like, what like what's the term like restorative shows like slice of life but it's like kind of peaceful and everyone loves it because it makes them feel good about themselves but it re references like how everyone's kind of sad and alone or whatever and i just see the the straight line from the from tenshi muyo to this even going all the way back to urasi atsura which is this but hyperactive and the boys the horniest man and alive right uh what if the boys are real shitbag and that's the driver of the plot you you erase that and then you finally just erase the boy and you get like the moe shows yeah i mean like because tenshi muyo so like this, 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 the director of this directed specifically episode eight of Bubblegum Crisis, which is the good episode of Bubblegum Crisis. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And then Tenji Muyo comes out of like, what if Bubblegum Crisis was all about the one boy who barely exists in the show? Yes. Yeah. And then you like you take that even further and then you re uh, like obliterate the boy, but you don't even have the like, you don't even have the aesthetics of war to sell boys in. You just have girls yeah. doing things eventually. Mm. <laughs> This is the direction of like like a crab. Eventually, you invent girl things happening, but girls are there, and that's like an yeah. entire industry at this point. Which like those anime existed for girls before this, right? Like girls anime is is a constant throughout the history yeah. of anime. Um, anime like, for girls is very different to things happening, yes. but girls are there. <laughs> yes, the the like modern way in which Moe became like directed at audiences that included boys and often was like for them, like. The type of person who would never watch a girl's anime but loves K-On. Those people are rife, right? I use K-On because it's a really popular all, example. It's, it's, I could it's use Butchie any. Now. Butchie Now is the new... The, oh, it's the new yeah, one. it is Butchie Now. But like, you know... Um, We're just old. K-On was this for a decade, right? Yeah, but Butchie's the new one. It's like, oh, I hate cute girls yeah. doing cute... You get a million isekai people on YouTube that like, oh, I hate cute girls doing cute things shows, which is the the, the name that's been settled on now, apparently. That's just yeah. the term. Okay. Which is itself, I find kind of derisive. Slice of life already yes. exists. Yes. Um... But apparently we need a new term to express how we don't want, like, the girls around. Apparently that's, you know, I, I find derisive and rude. Uh, and then they're like, oh, I can't believe this one was actually good while they're watching Seven is Kaiser Season uh, half, ironically, question mark. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's my feeling um, on that. Yeah. And it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I look at this and look at that. I'm like, it, it, I feel like on some level, this anime understands it, that, like, you can hit a four quadrant audience in such more honest way than like something that the, like these modern cute girls doing cute things shows do mm -hmm. um, by like excluding the very idea of romance and peppering it with Yuri business instead. Right. Yeah. Kaon's not carry Kaon's a Yuri business show. It just is. I mean, yeah, but like Kaon, the, the entire thing with Kaon, right. Is it is like supercharged at finding the literal exact perfect ratio to get equally trap the audience of actual pedophiles <laughs> yes. uh, like people who just want relatable shows about being in a band people who want like yes. yuri bait uh and people who want to yeah. like really look at animation right like yeah uh yeah it's and the it, four quadrants of anime, <laughs> 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 anime. 
When I mean four quadrants, that's what I'm talking about. That's the four quadrants. Anyway. But it like manages to like put those in a show that doesn't like push anyone away, right? It's not being it's never being pervy enough on the girls that it'll like yeah. offend normal thing, people. Like watching this movie, like watching this show, like like Urge shows up in episode two, and I'm like, I know that there are people who would look at this show and be like, oh, that's too much. She's too like exploitative. Like she's a, she's big titty lady. Right. And there's a, there's an audience now that performatively acts like having a big titty lady in your anime is bad. Like that inherently morally yes. inferior. I watch it happen on uh fucking era every single day. Yes. <laughs> because it's a game game forum. They mostly talk about Xenoblade two in this way. They just get like furious whenever the idea of Xenoblade two comes up. <laughs> like yes. it's the most, like they genuinely talk about it. Like they're watching fucking Salo or something thing like it's just yeah and it's wild to me like this idea like sometimes anime can have some tits in it like really yeah so terrifying big big titty ladies exist uh to all the big titty girlies listening to this podcast we support you you're valid (laughs) (laughs) i know they exist because i'm friends with some of them (laughs) it's true um so uh yeah I, i just i think that there's like a certain like there's just like a position of like ironic not the word there's like a cynicism to like to like the the moe wave that happened yes um that i don't feel necessarily in stuff like this even though i know this is like one step cynicism removed from like the rest of the world where like we're going to make this extremely safe so it can appeal wider audience because there's definitely people who are turned off by rest by ataro being literally the worst man in the world the, the comedy comes out of that like rumiko takahashi loves a shitty boy who sucks who's horny all the time and not everyone does and that's fine whatever yeah th- um, this still makes you you still have two nice lead in fact genuinely the most idyllic possible platonic ideas of perfect people in the middle of the show <laughs> He, uh, the, the episode four and five is literally him working himself to death to buy her an engagement ring. It's like the most pathetic thing you've ever seen. Uh, this is this show is why this shows all the things you like about Sword Art Online without the part where they then do terrible fights that you hate. Yeah, no, you, you, I mean you see why I like it, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this is just exactly what I like about Kirito and Asuna. Uh, but it's much more because you have to do social work to view Kirito and stuff. It's like, wait, this is a show about the dream that the author has about having a wife that loves her so much. Uh, she'll like, you know, look after his shit when he's a 60 year old old man, right? Like, it has, he has, yeah, when, when he's when he's comatose because he's been mind wiped by an AI, uh, she'll still wipe his ass and visit him every day in the hospital. <laughs> that, that's the, the, the focus. It's sort of like that. It's like makes it more than just an empty wish film. It's there. There's like a fixation here on an idea of wife guyness that goes beyond beyond mere like i want a hot girl right there's a dynamic there yeah. at play uh, and this what leans if, what into if, this what if a lead is so satisfied that like 17 hot women can live on his couch and he never once thinks what if i cheated on my wife because he's just that happy or thinks much of anything to be honest yeah, or think, yeah what if what if two swords those are his only thoughts i love my wife and what if two swords <laughs> yes and um, Keiichi doesn't even get there. He's like, I love my wife. That's it. That's his whole thing. Yeah, he's uh, that fucking um, uh, Chant the Rapper album, that little song that went around. He's <laughs> like, why not my wife? <laughs> um, that said, my favorite episode of this is episode three, which I think is fucking great. I love it. Um, because it's just it's just a 30-minute ode to motorcycles and race queens. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, as, as ordered, specifically ordered by you not to bring up the manga that much, 
the manga's mostly about motorcycle racing. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I mean, when I when I load up the OP of the 2005 show, uh, a huge portion of that OP is Keiichi and Bell Dandy riding like in the motorcycle with the sidecar. Like clearly, the story is fixated on the motorbike stuff as like a bigger part of the story than is in this this OVA, right? Yes, yes, that is a huge fixation of of the thing. It's like clear. By the way, after he uh, stopped, oh my god, I just drew a show about a motorcycle racer. This new manga is a guy that's doing MotoGP. By the- so he's just king. The- Fucking king. <laughs> you know the bit in um, Blue Blazers where the guy meets his future self in the bike shop? He's also that guy. <laughs> the, uh, the, the girls shows just take out the boys and the motorcycle weirdos just take out the girls. Use <laughs> <laughs> the two paths that diverge in the wood. <laughs> yes. Oh, but no, he's just a real deal 80s motorcycle guy currently. Yeah. Uh, I think that comes, th- I think that episode is like very loving about like the fun and goofiness of motorcycle stuff in the 90s. Like just like high school kids who are have a little too much money than like real kids would not have to do ridiculous like street racing. I think that stuff's very lovingly rendered. I thought it was very cool. It's like a whole aesthetic, right? Yes. I, I look at that and I go this. I see where like this is the shit that like when we watch Megazone or even like yes. the first Macross, those guys are like this, but go too far, right? They're just a little too up their own ass about their nerd shit. Um, and this is a little more sedated. And that's like the difference. It's just like a matter of degrees. Um, well, none of, none of the things in this, in the, like any, you know, tiny bit of the manga scene or the, the anime here uh, are like, I would not describe any of it as like super otaku pilled. He just loves no, motorbikes. But it, yeah, but it does have the like specificity of oh, someone's putting their fixation in this show. Yeah, or this story, right? But the the the, the magazine stuff is so labeled through like we are worshiping at the altar of eighties yeah. anime otaku consumerism. That's true. That's uh, true. In a way that is just not true of like I like cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just just has a different dynamic to it. Yeah, this is this is like when the uh, Kino's Journey guy talks about guns in the story, and you're like, "Oh, this guy really likes guns. Yeah. He like really, really likes guns." <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. That it's just it's just that. It's like, yeah, we're now we're gonna talk about this fucking bike. Yeah, um, and I found that stuff truly delightful. Uh, I think that episode's really fun and good. Yeah, I like that episode too. Um, I didn't like hate hate it. I thought it was like totally possible, uh, but I thought that like fixation on the sweetness of this empty relationship was like come on uh, he, he, he does, the, like i say the, the the joke at the start where all they do can do is say each other's names and then they just proceed to do that for the rest of the show is basically like you've kind of owned yourself here guys i love it i love it i love it i love it, I love it. the uh the bit in uh episode four where uh she has to leave in three days but they still like go to school with each other so they just have to go to school separately and pointedly ignore each other even though nobody wants literally everyone in the cast everyone in school is like why are they doing this? It's breaking our hearts to see them do this. Yes. And whenever um, they like step too close to each other, things explode. Yes. Uh, because, because God is intervening to keep them apart. And I think that stuff's really fun and goofy. Uh, the result, the result in episode five is like nonsense. Cause there, there's a whole reveal that they were, they met each other in childhood and, uh, you know, they promised to be together someday. And then she had to seal his memories. Cause he's not supposed to know about angels. Um, they have a death note pact. <laughs> they have a death note pact. 
This exact plot is in like at least six other things I can think of, and they're not great either. This is like one of these six anime plots, but like for romance stories. I was gonna say, I was like, I've not already seen that, but I'm not, I guess, watching like ethereal supernatural romances. Yes, this is this is the merge all souls into one being of romance anime. <laughs> is the like, oh, we're actually soulmates in like a fake and tragic when way. We made a promise when we were a child, yes. <laughs> you know what? I haven't seen it, but I have watched multiple videos of where someone explained uh, about the like repressed childhood promised plot. Uh, yes, <laughs> not in any like, not even in the major ones. Just in a thing where it's come up as being a you know recurring enough trope to be worth mentioning. Yes, yeah, um, and uh, it's always goofy, and it's really unnecessary here. You didn't need this to. I believe that Bell Danny came down, looked at this sweet boy with her angel powers to see into someone's heart, and go, "This is a cool guy. I'm going to stay with him. I love that he's like kept me with him. I'm just going to be his housewife now. Being an angel is boring." <laughs> Yeah, I, because I, the angel, the angels are already depicted as like the middle managers of running the universe, right? They're already bored. Yeah, um, which I think is fine. I think that like adding the level of like, why did she choose Kiichi when like she didn't? He he made it cool. It's the joke of the, the entire joke of the thing. Yeah, um, is that it's totally arbitrary. Uh, I think adding that like running plot through this is um, just just not where I would choose to put the emphasis. Uh, yeah, because it. <laughs> points to like a you know making Keiji special and noble and having this history is just like re- utterly ridiculous yes that's uh, correct because like the idea that she's just been doing god stuff for like decades he's been growing up but thinking about this fucking guy the whole time yeah um yeah I uh I think it's totally unnecessary and it's funny because the, the anime the OVA clearly is like well that's out of the way now everyone gets like demoted or fired or left on earth for a certain amount of time so we don't break up the group and everyone continues their activities the end yes <laughs> montage uh, it's very funny which is all I really want in life honestly uh, you do you do get like a <laughs> cute like oh we're all back together montage at the end yes I loved it I'm like, this is the this is as close as an anime is going to get to everyone running at the screen, which is the the RPG version of this that we always love. I do, I do miss it. I miss that from RPGs. <laughs> they should do that at the end of uh, 16. Yes. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's totally light. And like, I, it's probably a little mid, but I, it happens to be my type of mid. And it's mid, but I like her, you I, know? <laughs> it's mid, but I like her. Yeah, you have your yeah. personal freedom. Um, I, I, uh, because I, I was watching it and then, like, after I finished, I went and read, like, the manga waiting for you to come home and podcast. Um, uh-huh. Just because I was like, you told me not to, but I'm worried this podcast is going to be 20 minutes long <laughs> if I don't have comparisons to make. I mean, it, it, it's, we're, we're wrapping up and it's 24 minutes long. So, yes, you were correct. Um, it's not that deep. It's really light. Yeah. The manga is much more of a comedy thing. Uh, okay. It's very funny. Uh, uh, I like it a lot more. It's much more like, a lot more jokes about like Bell Dandy going into places and like not understanding how emotions work, uh, but just fixing things through being nice, um, and this just leading to like comedy situations. Uh, so what you're saying is I'm gonna really like it. <laughs> it's good. It's great. Um, like it's still basically the same thing. It just like the emphasis is much lower on like the perfectness of this uh, relationship. Uh, it does more yeah. with the expanded cast. Like, there's a whole bit where they like have to get one of the motorcycle guys a girlfriend because um, okay. he's got a crush on like this. Sh- the, the, hey, that random lady that's standing next to the motorcycle guys for two seconds. Yes, that's yes. Uh, his girlfriend in the comic that's got nothing. You know, uh, the one, the one. There's a, someone in the OP that doesn't show up in the fucking uh, anime who's like a 
devil uh, who goes to war with him a couple times. That happens. Yeah. It's much more like heightened comedy stuff. Uh, she was much more explicitly doing like Ursa Yatsura. Par- they do much more with the parodies of like that that one guy, um, the one girl, uh, sorry, uh, who uh, Sayaka, I think her name was at the college. Uh, oh, the like queen of the school. Who's yes. like I was like she's gonna be my favorite character, but then she didn't do anything. <laughs> she is introduced. She's the second girl introduced, like in the third chapter. Oh, okay. Because uh, Baldani goes to school and immediately is like, "I'm the cool guy." She's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill her." And so that's- yeah, her whole thing where she meets Baldani is like, "I've worked really hard to be popular because I'm an evil mean girl. This nice girl is going to immediately win everyone over by being a perfect anime lady, and I hate her for it." I'm like, "Oh, this is this is the kind of character for me. I love these characters. Yeah, so like, I love these characters with my whole heart." Before uh, Erd shows up, it's mostly about the comedy of her trying to do like a fun mean girls plot, but not realizing there is like a supernatural comedy force that will own her every time like she just tries to do things and then there's like a blizzard right or like an earthquake that yes. hits her. um so it just plays up that stuff uh of the supernatural comedy of the situation a lot more um mm-hmm. and i think it settles into being more similar as it goes like once they introduce Erd and scold uh yeah uh, and the dynamic um but i didn't i didn't go that far i just like I said, just read six volumes um over a couple of hours while waiting uh <laughs> and uh I, I did end up liking it more. There's much more racing stuff. I like the racing guys. They're so good. They, their designs are still mm-hmm. in here and they're still great. They're just fun, big guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, not much to say. I, I enjoyed this clip. This is my speed of anime. Um, but it, it did make me... I watched this and I was like, I could go for more of this. I'm not quite full. I So maybe I'll check out the anime. Cause, we should watch I mean, the, the movie. Because the anime is a lot. Yeah, I should watch the movie. Because the movie is a sequel to the OVA. Like, that's this, the same team as... It's in the OVA universe. Okay. Um... Technically, the OVA, the OVA and the movie are one thing, and then the modern anime stuff is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know the specifics there, but there is a movie that is a sequel to this this anime specifically. So maybe they'll mention the fucking <laughs> oh, I was secret childhood friends thing, which is not mentioned in any yeah. other version of the story, I assume. The, uh, the problem with the 2005 anime is watching the OP is it looks extremely like a 2005 anime. So. That's so true. However, did you... you so you here's my that. Here's my thing about that OP. I'll watch, I'll watch the OP. Because I had to go, I had to go see what a digi paint, how my goddess looked yeah. like. Because there's just like having watched Tenchi recently, uh, so much of the energy of these shows is carried by like you get your '90s OVA Sakuga in there every episode a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, this so has this has far less Sakuga than Tenchi Muyo does. Oh, Tenchi goes so hard. That's a <laughs> yes. great looking show. This has a little bit, but uh, yeah. But this is mostly like chill. Like this, this is their like one that I assume it was like cost a lot less to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is more care like you know. This is actually like character. It's not quite the broad romp that Tenchi is, right? Like it's pretty. It's a pretty like staid comedy or ro- like romance comedy, right? Yeah, it's much more about like having. A, you know lady that you like at home and, and the cooking yeah. you're doing and oh look my sister's around today and not yeah. like washu's invented a virus that's going to kill us all yeah. unless the other one has to play a cricket game on the moon uh and yeah. uh what if, what, if, the- what if high bonnie redmay didn't have depression that's <laughs> oh my goddess <laughs> yes uh, that was just me mad living attention plot right like it just does yeah, yeah, that yeah. every episode it's ridiculous absolutely um and this is much more uh, normal. But no, the actual thing wasn't even DigiPaint stuff. It was uh, uh, Keiichi's design change. And he's like a 2005 yes. boy. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh. I'm like off-brand Kiritos. He's in your matrix of fake Kiritos. <laughs> he's in my matrix of fake Kiritos. Because <laughs> he's got the hair and the, the problem is that like, the girls will have the same design because they're like really iconic designs. You can't really yes. modernize Bell Dandy. Uh, no. 
Uh, yeah. Random random anime girls with long hair and like weird geometric designs on their face. Half they're just '90s designs. You can't do anything with them. You can't fix them. Yeah, <laughs> they're just the era. You you can't modernize the like geometric shapeness of her. Uh, it's like her whole design, right? Even though it's the most yeah. '90s thing in the world, no one would ever yes. do that past 1998. Yeah, <laughs> um, just fell out of the culture immediately. Yeah. Um, even though he was drawing it till 2014. <laughs> <laughs> literally drawing it all the way to marrying a 19 year old cosplayer of his own character oh is that this guy yes this guy <laughs> oh incredible um, what, who'd she cosplay as bell dandy i think bell dandy i have to i'll oh have to God. look this up it's it's embarrassing after reading <laughs> um, after the rain i'm realizing that this guy just did that for his like own cos. Like, dude dude this is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, where, where is the? Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm, you gotta vamp for a second while I look up detail because it is no, very fine. funny. Uh, it is funny watching this. Uh, like we, we uh, I feel like people are really mean to Digimate shows, but there's a certain charm to a mid like aughts anime. Like I watch this OP and I'm like, I bet I'd like this show quite a bit. Um, like I'm not saying the animation's great, but there's something to it that has fallen out of like modern anime that. Uh, is nice it's just nice there's like these great stills of all the characters um just like parallax scrolling past each other i'm like that's that's mid-aughts anime to me uh yes absolutely (laughs) there's a really bad cg shot of him driving the uh motorcycle and sidecar down the street where like the background is. is just a digital it's great it's great um very goofy anime uh has gone through a lot it sure has. <laughs> I I don't have any specific detail. I can't tell who okay. uh she I mean, she was like a prolific cosplayer. Uh people found like that they were having re- he was being a reply guy to her on Twitter to her. Okay. Did did fan out of her before eventually, you know, announcing that uh, This is so cringe. This is nuclear cringe. She's now coming back from this. <laughs> announcing that she was um uh getting married and then like pregnant the next day, right? Like we fucking got got to oh, get this blitz out okay, there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, of like, oh shit, we got to announce this now. <laughs> uh, situations, uh, but yes, nuclear cringe. Because uh, yes, it was revealed in 2016, but they were like flirting on Twitter in 2014, and she was 20 when they announced it. So do some math there. Uh, bad all round, bad, bad, bad. Knock it off, hitting you with a big stick. Yeah, um, but your manga's pretty good. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I also. Not, e- not even the grossest fucking stuff in the scale of Shonen guys doing creepy shit with young women. So I guess whatever. Oh, that's that's for damn sure. It's a long goddamn list. Uh, mostly I'm just roasting you for being cringe. But you you haven't committed any crimes. So I guess by that count, you're, you're doing better than <laughs> uh, uh, He's also the uh, character designer for um, a bunch of Tales games, which I was saw. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I, I see it. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I would say um, this anime, I think the soundtrack like made me deeply nostalgic, but I checked the guy's work and he hadn't done anything I've seen. It just evoked like the Lunar soundtrack. There's just like a big <laughs> 90s JRPG feeling to the soundtrack of this OVA that like really fucking hit me in my memories. You're right, because I noticed I noticed the soundtrack <laughs> and I was like, I think the soundtrack, it, I was about to say it's bad, but I don't mean that. I mean like, I, in a higher class version of this anime, there would just be more silence. It'd be more like, yes. oh, feel the spaces we're in, feel the like life we're living. Like there's a bit early on where she's just like on the motorbike and uh, going back and trying to find this temple or whatever. Uh, and there's just the cheesiest little do 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 playing in the background. And I'm like, any version of this anime that was like just 
more, you know, classy, proper, good prestige anime show would be, a, you know, you'd have the uh, cicadas or whatever, or just the silence of it all. Uh, and this is yeah. very content to have your like, let's look at the pleasant music for the pleasant show. <laughs> yeah. Um, this guy. So the composer's listed is uh, Takeshi Yasuda, who has shares a name with like a famous like Potter. So it's impossible to Google him. But Anime News Network has him listed as the staff music for Oh My Goddess, Samurai Girl, Real Bout High School, which I don't even know what that is. And Kogapon, which is this very goofy, uh, like short anime that I liked about a, a burned bread, like a sentient bread who's very sad. I like Kogapon a lot. There's like 10 four minute episodes. One of those kind of anime. Amazing. Um, Sorry, 10 four-minute episodes. I think I reversed that when I was reading it out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. But for some reason, the, 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 when I was listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, this just reminds me of like all the cool anime PS1 games that I loved. Uh, there's just a vibe to it. It was in the air in like the music of this kind of stuff. And oh my God, it's in general is like so of where anime was at in this era to me. Yes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, uh, which is funny when you realize it's from 88. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> he's, he's right on the, um, like the, the edge of this stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very influential thing. Then like yeah. peak high or anything. Um, no, but like, I, I, I realized that like so much of the things that I think of as like nineties anime tropes come out of being influenced by, Oh my goddess in the late eighties. Right. Yeah. I'm bell dandy is like one of the influential, uh like late late eighties, early nineties anime wives, right? Like yeah. massively popular design. Um everyone loves Bell Dandy. Yeah. Uh which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Classic guy. Yeah. Uh anyway, do we have do we have anything else? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh well yeah, we are we are Decent enough time. You liked it a lot more than me, but I'm not like I'm not like a hater hater. No. Uh yeah. This is just this is just my 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 type of thing. I love it. But uh less your type of thing. <laughs> yes. Uh okay. Well, should we announce what we're doing next month? Yeah, I guess this one uh is all on you. Everyone will know instantly, because I would never pick this. <laughs> yeah, well a few months ago we would just tweet I forget what the even the context is. Um but we were just tweeting about like the kind the anime shows with bad reputations that we kind of want to see for ourselves. Uh, you know, I mean, Sword Art Online is one that we've already done. Guilty Crown's on this list for me. I've done. I've done. I, you have not done Sword Art Online. Don't don't I've steal Sword, my Sword, I've watched Sword Art Online. I mean, continuing to War of the Underworld, but I did watch Sword Art Online. I have seen it. Uh huh. You haven't seen uh, Alternative. That's true. I haven't seen the good show. <laughs> yeah. You haven't, you haven't suffered through War for Underworld. And so. I'm not going to. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It's bad. It's fucking You don't bad. actually Bye. want me to do this. You're just complaining for no reason. I'm just saying don't steal my valor for being a Sword Online head. That's true. I, I, I'm not a Sword Online head. You're a Sword <laughs> You've like, through earnestness, brought me into enjoying it. But it's like hand. you with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. There's no reason you should like Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts has never given you reason to like it, but you do. Kingdom Hearts has had more cool things happen in it than Sword Art Online. That's true. It's true. It's true. I'm I watching thought you were going to argue Let's point. Play. No, no, no. I've been watching the Chip and Veronica's Let's Play, and it's like, right, Kingdom Hearts used to be good. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. It was good. You just ran around to places. By the way, take a drink. Every time a, a normal mapping podcast um, devolves into us talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, we did that on the other podcast we just recorded <laughs> earlier. 
We briefly oh, mentioned we did. the Toku we Kingdom Hearts show. <laughs> yes. uh, but this time, um, if you haven't figured it out, because you've been on the Discord and seen me posting, it's uh, Future Diary. We're going to do Mirai Nikki, Future Diary. Uh, the manga. We're going to read it because it's quicker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are not watching 26 episodes of Future Diary. Or we are reading 13 plus volumes. 12, 12, 12 volumes plus like a one shot thing. Yes. I, I've got them all. I'll send them to you with numbered in order and you simply won't think yes, about it. Yes, I, I was told, so I'm con- if you don't know what Future Diary is, and it's possible because I sure didn't, uh, Jackson told me it was the thing that like really blew up as like the first influential death game manga of the modern era. Of the which mo- I'm like, well, of the modern I was going to say like Battle Royale is a book from a long time ago. No, yes, I, was, I, I just, didn't invent death games. It's not like in yes. the way that like Sword Online happens and then you have a million video game, but real life yes. shows. Uh, yeah. But it is a similar that like early 2010s Crunchyroll hit that people really liked. And then I heard a lot, bunch of talk about how it was fucking terrible and awful and edgy and stupid. Um, and I just, I'm going to see it for myself. If it sucks, it sucks. I don't care. Will we find value in it? Who knows? What if it's just fucking terrible? If this is another Gundam Seed, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, on, on the spectrum of Gundam Seed Destiny to Death Note, where will it fall? <laughs> that is, that's the fucking spectrum. And I'm hoping it lands exactly on the Platinum End. So. I'm hoping it lands exactly on the Sword Art Online spectrum. <laughs> platinum I like Sword Online so- way more than whoa, Platinum whoa, End. Whoa, 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 no! <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're going to tell me that Sword Art Online is better yes. than Platinum End? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> fucking out of your mind crazy. No. This Platinum Man guy's a worse wife guy. I'll give you that. I'll give you that much. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, but there's no ridiculous horny lady who wants to be an angel purely to be like tricked into having money forever. Yeah, I mean that's true. But everything else of Platinum Man still happens. Yeah. I still have to, they still have to stand around a fucking stadium arguing the nature of like belief for hours. Yeah, it's great. There's like three entire volumes I, of a really badly designed it. guy with glasses yelling r slash atheism posts for literally three whole volumes straight. Yeah, I hate it. Sort of online accidentally backing Kirito into just parroting the ideas of the villain of the first season over and over again, even though that guy has died, been a ghost in the machine, and now is wandering around in a robot body. Uh, and yet Kirito doesn't realize he has the same ideas that guy had in season one of Sword Online is more entertaining to me than them standing around in an arena arguing about faith. It's <laughs> great. Uh, Platinum and Defender. No, the Sword Online Defender, so you know. Oh, look, God's uh, strongest battle, strongest soldiers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so where will, where will Future Diary fall on this spectrum of stupid shit? Find out next month. Will I be like, oh, I should have picked Guilty Crown instead? You might. I might. I, no, I've not seen that one. That one's just... A, I don't know, know anything about Guilty Crown. You just bring it up every time. I'm like, I don't even, I've never even heard what that is. It's absolutely in this thing, but it's also an anime original. So you got to watch 26 episodes of Guilty Crown. Okay. That's from the uh, Death Note director. Um, oh, okay. So well, it'll... it's got to be better than from the Death Note writer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy, I mean, he also did, you know, Attack on Titan. So. Oh, um, yeah. You know, whatever. Known for being visual stylist, bringing energy to any stupid bullshit. <laughs> Give you yes. the worst bullshit imaginable, and he'll uh, hand you something. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, I hope it's fun. I hope everyone's excited about this announcement. I hope we don't disappoint everyone. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. We got some other stuff coming up. We We do. Got a good plan for the rest of this year. I'm excited for beach houses. Do you say that like we don't have just exactly one more beach house penciled in? Yeah, but I, I, we don't have like four, yeah, we don't have that many firm plans. But there are many things that I'm like excited to talk about anime. Yeah, um, that's fair. 
I don't pl- oh, I don't plan to have many more secret episodes that drop. Um I have like a couple things I've discussed maybe doing without M, but I will announce them ahead of time if they actually happen. I have I have no plans. If there's if there's secret things I'm doing, they're probably going to be like abnormal mappings about visual novels yeah, and no. not. Your <laughs> equivalent is when you did played all the fate, and we're like, I have to talk about it with someone. Uh, yeah, but those usually come out of one of us doing something and then yes. wanting to talk about it. They're not like planned ahead of time. Um, yeah, I have one that I will probably do, but only if I actually do it. <laughs> you figure that no fucking detectives figure out what no, that one is. I have no idea what this is. You know exactly what it is. I have no idea. <laughs> no, we're not going to say it. We're going to finish the podcast. Bye. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can support all of our podcasts at patreon.com slash normal mapping. For $1 a month, you get the Great Gundam Project. We're watching Gundam Seed Destiny. It's really bad. We're watching Our Battle or Dunbine. It's really good. But we're almost done with both of them. And after that, we get to watch a bunch of like Gundam compilation movies and Igloo. And uh, then we are around to Double O at the end of the year. So that, I'm really excited about that. I saw a gif of Double O randomly on Twitter yesterday. And I was like, this anime looks good. I've been so so accosted by Seed Destiny, I forgot modern anime can look good. Seed just looks uniquely terrible. Nothing nothing looks even close to as bad. Yeah, I just saw I just saw the robot firing a big gun. I was like, man, remember when remember when we thought the robots looked good ever? <laughs> it's really going to be like stepping into the sun for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for five dollars a minute to get blockbusters, we're about to record our next blockbusters on uh, Smoking the Bandit. That's where we watch Hollywood movies and just talk about how weird hollywood ideology is it's really good i like that podcast quite a bit and for ten dollars if you really want to support the network you get voip life we recently had an episode uh where i talked about chobits if you want to hear me break down why i think chobits is really good for 10 minutes among other things uh that's a good episode for it because i read chobits and i like chobits quite a bit yeah uh i think that's it uh your turn you can find me at headfalls off on twitter.com you can find the other podcast that me and i do abnormalmapping.com or you can go find me on a podcast expert audio called uh, anomalous readings oh yeah you just did uh sleep in a sea of stars the christopher paolini book i did and you're read... about to do sphere the michael crichton book yeah i did read 900 pages of uh christopher paolini i also read it i didn't even podcast about it yeah you just read you just like went to work and we're like i'm gonna read 900 pages but it's so funny that that's the one you read along with <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just get in your head and you're going to do a thing. That's so true. <laughs> I want to see if this Paulini guy was worth Nora's like affection for him. And yeah, he's all, he's totally fine. Totally, you read worse, more boring books. I have read worse, more boring books. <laughs> um, and we're in Sphere next time by Michael Crichton. Yeah, I said that. Uh, yes, you did. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Goodbye. Podcast fucking over. <laughs> Amaro! <laughs> Shut up.